it's not a program at our church. It's just like, this is how our people behave. This is what they do. Welcome back to UB Now. This is a new project that we're doing at as part of our denomination to resource, to connect and resource pastors across the country. My name is Brian Biedenbach, and today I'm sitting down talking with Michael Elkins from New Hope Church What's in, up? in Bryan, Ohio. Michael, welcome. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sitting down with me. Yeah. And I know, behind the scenes, thanks for helping me out with all the stuff I asked you to help me out with today. <laughs> for sure. This is kind of a fun one because I've done these podcasts remotely with a couple people. Uh, okay. I've done one in my office with someone, and now I'm actually remote with you yeah. on your campus yeah. in Ohio. So this is pretty sweet. Yeah, it worked out good. Yeah. For me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to drive anywhere. Yeah, no, this is great too, because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I came over, we brought some lights, and we're talking yeah. about your studio stuff, which is fun for me. But I brought my podcast gear, and I walk in, and you have all this stuff set up. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, this is beautiful. I love that you have this stuff ready to go. And you kind of do a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, we we did one for close to a year, and uh, just with some changes we made, we had to press the pause button on it. But we're starting it back up in the new year, so and just trying to, trying to do it well. So. Yeah. What kind of, I know you and I have talked a little bit today, yeah. but what you have a lot of multimedia stuff going on here, specifically in this room, but I yeah. know you're doing things with your church. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, this is right up your alley, but one thing we need to get better at is telling stories um, and letting other people tell their stories and trying to just capture those. And so trying to create a space where we can do that quicker, yeah. you know, we don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops and then finding ways in a, in a world where Church online is kind of a thing. We're actually kind of moving away from that, uh, doing, you know, live streaming stuff, but also still trying to reach people online in different Mm -hmm. ways. And so doing that with podcasts and videos and storytelling and that kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. I think there's a lot of churches that are, you know, everybody got up and running stream Mm -hmm. live during COVID. Which is pretty cool to see it happen that fast. Yeah, Yeah, to be able to do that, to have the technology to do that. But I think now many churches, and I know you mentioned, are kind of, thinking about what does that look like the live yeah. stream is it helpful is it harmful is it, it you know um, how are people engaging there are they yeah. feeling connected and so providing this sort of audio and video content I think throughout the week taps into that in a different way yeah I think so you've been running live streams for I don't know how many years now have you been doing that uh that's a good question I don't know Four years. Okay. For some time. Since before COVID, probably, it sounds like. I think so, yeah. Okay. So you've been live streaming your services. How long have you been doing this sort of podcast and video content in addition to that? Uh, Probably a year, year and a half. Okay. So. What sort of engagement have you seen through the additional content beyond just the live streams? Yeah. So a lot of the additional content we're doing right now is more kind of been based off of what's happening on a Sunday and sometimes there's just things I don't get to say because of time constraints mm-hmm. or, you know, we do a podcast as a group. And so I like being able to hear a different perspective of, yeah. you know, my friend Cammy might have a thought that I didn't have and just being able to share that. And then, you know, like you and I were talking about, it's honestly, we just have a lot of fun together. And so it's a way to continue the conversation, but maybe in a way that's more palpable, a little bit more fun, um, you know, they get to see 
us just be us and yeah. hanging out and just having a good time. So that's a lot of what we've done so far and considering, you know, do we need to make some shifts in that or do that and something else or are there four podcasts we need to do, right. you know, and, <laughs> and try to do those separately. And we've even had some people in our body, in our congregation who have like have an idea for a podcast. I don't know how to do that or and if we can create kind of a studio where it's like, well, hey, so-and-so can use our stuff yeah, and, you know, do their storytelling podcast that they want to do. And, you know, we can, well, I'm, I'm not going to edit your podcast. I'm not going to do all that. <laughs> but, like, if you want to come in and plug in an SD card and record it, great. You yeah. know, like, we'll help you do that. And uh, maybe even help you brainstorm, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. People don't understand the the back end oh, yeah. editing. Even simple, yeah. <laughs> Even simple edits that you try and make to mix the sound, uh, you yeah. know, get the voices to match. And yep. it, it can take some time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, like you and I were talking about, it's right now it's nobody's job. And so we're all kind of like doing a little bit of it here, a little bit of it there. And that that gets frustrating after a while. And yeah. you're like, man, I would love to just go like, hey, you do this because yes. <laughs> you like it and you're good at it. Yeah. So you go ahead and do that. But we don't have that right now. So yeah. we're trying to figure it out. And that thing like you've got a sermon to prepare for yeah. the next week and yeah. you're behind on your edits. Yeah, yep. uh, that can be difficult. So the, what it makes me think of, Michael, is I hear you talk about the extra content. It's, you know, follow up from the Sunday service. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes there, I think there's two different philosophies on additional like online content for churches and some are we want to recreate the Sunday experience. So it's yeah. probably more of the live stream and yeah. it, like pre-recorded stuff is like recreating that experience for people at home. So they don't feel like they missed something Yeah. versus the follow-up kind of stuff is like, you can listen to this, but if you weren't here or if you missed the live stream or whatever, you missed part of the conversation. And so yeah. it almost to me, I like that aspect because it leaves you feeling like, oh, what did I miss? I got to go back and listen to the message again. Yeah. Or, you know, I've got to connect with, uh, he said, somebody said something in church this Sunday. What was that? Who yeah. said it? I want to find out, right? So it, it leaves this this tension maybe that if I just hear part of the conversation, I got to go back and right. listen to the rest of it. So I love yeah, that aspect. I, I, think you, I think a lot of times churches try to reinvent wheels as well that don't need to be reinvented. I mean, YouTube's a great platform mm-hmm. to connect with people. You know, and so we're trying to live stream and going like, oh, we want to try to include these people into a community. But there's really, uh, you know, there's some surface ways to do that. But, you know, if you create a podcast community, that's actually more interactive yeah. and more connective through YouTube comments and that kind of stuff. You can, it just, and then I have time because I'm not in a live setting. I can interact with those people um, in a more consistent way yeah um and so the other the other thing is as far as putting content on the internet um i don't know if you've ever done this but i'll frequently search what are the top google searches right now oh yeah like what are people looking for on Mm -hmm. the internet it can be kind of sad you know because like some usually the top 50 are sports or entertainers related yeah you know so like taylor swift and travis kelsey (laughs) is always like number one right now you know who's that yeah but then you'll see like (laughs) You know, number 25, Israel Hamas. You know, number 27, is the Bible real? Yeah. So, like, so it's just this major discrepancy in, like, these things that really don't matter and then buried in there. People are actually asking questions that really do matter. Mm -hmm. And, like, all right, so I'm just going to go and see what people are looking for, and then we'll just create content for that. Yeah. Because they're already asking the questions, and we know it. Yep. 
Yeah. And yeah, there's a whole practice there, right? Of how to tag it, how to title it to, yeah. that matches. So we could go on and talk about yeah. that forever. Nerd and, stuff. Yeah. And I would love to. Um, and but, but I do love what you're doing and I love the content you're putting out. If people are looking for it, they want to kind of see what you're doing and see, you know, what it could look like for their church to do it. Where would they find that? So our YouTube channel is just New Hope Community Church, Brian, Ohio. Um, If you just put that in the search, I'm sure you'll find it. Um, The We'll link it in the show notes here as well. Facebook, Instagram. And, you know, again, right now we're at kind of the beginning phase of that. So it's not, we're not doing the best job at all those things yet. Um, And we're just trying to figure out this is, what we got to do moving into the future and yep. be more consistent with it. Yep. And you have, again, I we're sitting in your studio and your space and it looks, it's very well done. Yeah. Um, it's well, very thanks. well done. You've got a lot of great equipment at the, the podcast, the microphones, the stuff that you have set up here sounds great. Yeah. Like from the get go, it's plug and play. Uh, but there's a learning curve to that. So yeah. if someone's just checking it out and going, Oh man, I can't do that. I, you know, start where you're at. If use you want to create phone. content, use your cell phone yeah. and you build from there if it's something that gains traction in your community. Yeah, I mean, cell phones are crazy now. I mean, you can buy a cheap microphone, plug it right into your cell phone. The camera on it's awesome. I yep. mean, you can just record audio podcast straight to your phone and it'll sound pretty good. Yeah. I actually just recommended a little DJI mic set mm-hmm. to a friend of mine that's looking to kind of travel and do yep. do some stuff that you know, the receiver plugs into his phone. It's in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of cheap stuff out there. That's really, really quality. But again, we don't want to talk technology yeah. the whole time. Um, you know, as I sat down and we've, I've done a couple of these interviews now, we, you know, I kind of, I have a set, you know, list of questions yeah. that I usually have gone through so far. Yeah. But what we really end up talking about is the thing that that church is kind of known for okay. or the thing that's really happening yeah. well that's taking off in their church. And so I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, we talked a little bit about what that is. Yeah. Um, so I want to give you an opportunity to just talk about what is kind of this church known for in this community and what would you say to a, a church that's looking to yeah. to do something like this? Yeah, I, I could I could talk all day about this, so cut me off whenever you want to. <laughs> Uh, we, we were at our elders retreat, um, a couple of months ago and I asked our elders this, like, Hey, if you, if you ask somebody in our community, you know, what's, what's new hope about, what would, what do you think they would say? Because that's really what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can pretend like, well, we value this and we value this, but the rest of the world goes, well, I think they value that. Right. Um, and I was like, pumped that everybody was on the same page with that. Um, and one of those things was just our desire to incorporate, include, um, our developmentally disabled community. And so whether that's kids, adults, whatever it is, um, it's just, you know, it's something I'm really passionate about because if, if given the opportunity to, to talk to a church, this is the one thing I would say, like, you got to do something about this and you don't have to, you know, we have a sensory room um, across the street in our kids ministry building. And it doesn't even have to be, it literally can cost you $0, but can have massive impact on your church body. And the reason for that is the way I explain it is if you refuse to find ways to include your missing body parts, Mm. Uh, when you talk about the body of Christ and, um, 
and you might have been missing that arm for so long that you don't even really feel the weight of that being gone and trying to figure out how to help people feel the burden of a missing body part. Yeah. Um, because, man, I tell you what, the life and energy that, you know, my friends and that part of the community bring is just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So where does, let's back up a little bit. Where does that passion come from for you? like I feel like I can pinpoint it back to a specific moment when I was a kid. Um, I get emotional about it. Yeah. I remember as a kid um, walking home from school one day and this kid was in front of me and we both got dropped off um, at the bus stop and he was carrying a bunch of stuff. And I think I was, I I don't think I was in fifth grade um, and he was in fifth grade as well. And so we're walking across the street, you know, the crossing guard, let everybody go across the street. And this kid tripped and fell. And he was, he had developmental disabilities. And he tripped and fell. All his stuff's in the road. Kids are literally like stepping over him. Crossing guards just holding the stop sign up. Everybody sees him and nobody's doing anything. Mm. And I just remember as a fifth grader that bothering me mm. to like a deep level. And so it just opened my eyes. And I know that's, that could be anybody, but it, at that moment, it wasn't just anybody. It was specifically somebody. And, um, you know, so I, as had the wisdom of a fifth grader, <laughs> tried to help and, <laughs> you know, pick his stuff up and get him across the street. And it was just like a brief moment. It felt like an eternity to me, but it just like flipped something inside of me. And I started mm-hmm. to see the world different. Um, and you know, one of my daughters specifically, it's weird. She sees the world that way too. Um, and I mean, she's in seventh grade, but has volunteered in that world since she was in fourth grade. Wow. Um, and so I, I don't know if it was just a, it's a wiring or if something in that moment, something broke inside of me or got fixed. I don't know what it was, but (laughs) since then it's just been kind of a part of my thinking. I, I don't know how to explain it. No, I, I, it's amazing how, even small moments like that can impact our lives yeah. so drastically and in turn the lives of people around us mm-hmm. that, you know, are impacted because of what we felt yeah. in that moment. And I would venture to say maybe your daughter feels this way because she's seen it modeled probably. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, and seen your heart chance. and your passion. Yeah. So, um, what, so it started in fifth grade mm-hmm. and it's developed into this passion and you're, you've been here eight years. Did you say at this yeah. church as senior yep. pastor, you were in student ministry before that for 12, I think you said, yep. um, did that show up in your student ministry at all in any way? Sadly, not as much as I wish it would have. Um, you know, it's kind of one of my regrets is that I wasn't more intentional about mm-hmm. it in student ministry specifically. Um, and so, you know, if it if it kind of happened, great, but there was no intentionality behind it yeah. as much as I wish there would have been. Sure. And that, I think that that comes with experience and yeah. leadership and yeah. where you're at. And um, now you're senior pastor, mm-hmm. and it's become a driving force in this church, in this yeah. community. So what does it look like here? So a big, a big part of it is, again, not reinventing the wheel. So... My, I think it was my first year here, we did a capital campaign. And so we were trying to raise money because we had to rearrange our buildings. We had the spaces, they just weren't arranged the way we wanted them to be. 
And so that was going to take some money, but we kind of had the idea of we don't want to just raise money for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, let's tack on a couple hundred thousand more dollars to what we're trying to raise and go, we want to help people here in our community and further outside. So, you know, we called it here, there, and everywhere. Mm. Um, so we had some things we needed to do to fix it up, but we just didn't want to be that place. It's like, well, there's raising money for themselves. Right. And so the specific arm of that there, that middle ground, not here, not everywhere, but here or there, was we partnered with our um, county board. Okay. So every county has, um, you know, so we're, we have the Williams County Board of Developmental Disabilities. Uh, usually it's just, you'll hear it talked about as the board of DD. Um, so every county has that, um, that's provides services for people in your community. One specific area where they do this is, you know, say I have a child that has developmental disabilities. It's, it can be a tough road. You know, there can be a lot of financial things. There can be, um, you get zero rest, you know, that mm-hmm. you just don't get any time down. So they yeah. have this fund, which what we, then this is what we wanted to do. And it was like, well, they already have it. So let's just let mm-hmm. them figure out how to disperse it. Cause they're going to do it better anyways. So they have a fund that's basically if you need a walker, but your insurance only covers one every five years and you're broke. Well, now you're on the hook to go buy your own and it might be specialized and it might be expensive. So they can apply for these funds okay. that basically will help them meet that need or, Mom and dad need, they need a weekend away, right? And their child requires specialized care. And so sure. they can make a request this fund to get some respite, you know, um, nice. services provided. Bicycles, you know, it might not be able to ride a typical bicycle. And so you have to have a specialized bicycle, which costs three times as much money as a regular right. bicycle. And and so it's just like we wanted to really bolster that fund because honestly, we just didn't feel like the fund was enough and it wasn't the board's fault. It's just they're, they're a county funded agency. Right. And so they have limited resources. Um, and then part of that was not having them, not having a van to transport. And so we purchased them a van as well, nice. just to be able to run some of the camps that they want to run and be able to transport the way they wanted to do that. And that was early on. You said your first year or so that you were here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First year, year and a half, um, that took place. At least it definitely started within the first year. Um, And, like, I could see instantly, instantly, our people connected with it. Really? Um, And us wanting to be the place where when they have an issue, they're not going to you know the county to go like well hey we want them to call us sure to go hey i know we've asked a lot of things but could you guys help out with this and if we can't then we can't but like we just want and our our people now it's not even like it's a it's not a program at our church it's just like this is how our people behave this is what they do you know when you show up at the the annual christmas party for the board of dd you look around you're like Oh, I, th- I think 70% of these volunteers <laughs> serving food and dancing are new hope people. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, it's just become so, and, and again, it's not just a Sunday morning. We have a place, you know, a sensory room. We, mm-hmm. you know, we have this program. It's like, it is grafted into the DNA of our church and it has changed everything. I love that. 
so so many times we try and create programs around things. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that no, necessarily. No. It's got to start somewhere. Yep. But to see that it has become, as you said, grafted into the DNA of this church, that people see people differently. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the hope yeah. of anything that we try and do. I was on a uh, I was on a meeting yesterday on the phone with our our county board and a couple other ones because you know, Tim Tebow does the night to shine thing and it's amazing. Oh yeah. And it's so amazing that it literally fills up in like five minutes. (laughs) And, and so they were kind of feeling bad. You know, we have all these people that we serve that don't get to go. And, you know, so they kind of reached out like, Hey, can we do our own? And it was like hundred percent, let's figure it (laughs) out. And, you know, so one of the guys that's on the board that is employed by the board He's one of our elders as well. Okay. Um, and so we're on this phone call, and they're like, oh, I think we're going to need 100 volunteers. I don't know if we're going to get that. And we're like, you'll get it. Like, <laughs> and they're like, do you really think? I'm like, I I would bet money that within 10 minutes of an announcement, we'll have over 100 people signed up to volunteer That's awesome. for this. And, you know, and they're like, well, how do we get, you know, we're going to kind of tap these other agencies, county boards, to see if they'll contribute financially. And, you know, our elders like, dude, you don't have to do that. Like, mm. I, I promise you, the second we <laughs> announce it, you know, and so every year we do a Christmas Eve offering and okay. it's, we never ask visitors to give, but we're very direct. Like, Hey, if you're visiting, we want you to give to this because it's a hundred percent going into the community. Yeah. We're not keeping any of this. Um, and so this year we're going to just use the funds for that and that's awesome. And just pay for that as well. So like it's, doesn't register in people's mind the amount of intensity our people attack this with. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I love the fact that it's a large scale beyond just your church community mm-hmm. thing, but I really loved, you were telling me some stories before we hit record yeah. of the individuals that have come to you and said, yeah. you know, how much it's meant to them. Share one or two of those. Yeah. The biggest, uh, the biggest story we hear a lot are um, moms specifically. Mm-hmm who have tried going to church and just haven't been able to because someone didn't really know what to do with their kid. Yeah. Um, and so when there was an issue, it was like, they just went and got her. And you know, the feeling of like, if this is going to be my experience, I can do this at home, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the comfort of what I know and I'm not feeling singled out and it's not embarrassing and all those things. And, you know, just to have a, a, a mom come up to you, with tears in their eyes going like, this is the first church service I've sat through since he was born. And that's been mm. nine years. Wow. Um, and I've wanted to be a part of a church and just haven't been able to. And um, just the commitment that our, you know, our children's director has to go like, I'm not going to get your parent. <laughs> yeah. We will figure this out. <laughs> um, and to have a team of people who, you know, a kid just may need to run, you know, and we had, we had one young man that was a runner, right. He's going okay. to run and, we told his his buddy, like, hey, bring your running shoes every week you're up because you're going to be running. And they would run <laughs> laps around the church outside. Really? You know, just so he could burn off some energy and then come back. And, um, wow. and so we just, you know, we hear stories of like that from parents. And and then, you know, the, the other aspect is it's not just like, again, you can't treat it like it's a, a, a human, a part of a program. Mm-hmm. Because they people in this section of the community also a lot of times make our best volunteers i mean like they will never call off Mm. they always have a smile on their face they're the first to volunteer to do anything you need done and they do it well 
And that's also true in the community. They're the best employees. Like mm. 30 years at the same job, never taking a sick day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like they love what they're doing. Yeah. And so, again, it's just finding ways like you would anybody else to go, no, you're included in this body. And that means you're going to serve with us. You know? sure. <laughs> so let's let's get to work. I love that there's an expectation for that too. Yeah. Uh, that it's not, we just minister to you. We invite you to be part of yeah. the ministry and to serve. So there's, I think that's the, the next step that sometimes churches don't get to or yeah. organizations don't get to. Uh, so I love that. If people have questions about how to, how you guys got something started yeah. or they're interested in what it looks like to invest in that part of their community yeah. that they have, have overlooked, how do they, how would they find out? How would they get a hold? Could, would you be willing to yeah. talk with them? How would they get a hold of you? Yeah, if you just want to email me, michael at newhopecc.org, and if I can't answer your question, I might be able to direct you to the person that, that can. Yeah. Um, but it's it it's an absolute game changer for a church. Yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing that. And that's why I love doing, yeah. doing this podcast and hearing stories of what's happening. Each church is unique, and yep. they're known for something in their community. Uh, and I love that you know your church is known for who you yeah. minister to and how you do it and the heart that your people have for it. Um, Michael, I'm going to transition. We're going to wrap up here. And yeah. I, I have three questions okay. that I've been asking everybody and they're just okay. kind of rapid fire. Oh boy. Nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> um, but just, I love hearing these, these bits and pieces of people's stories. So yeah. just kind of rapid fire. You don't have to go into detail unless you want to. Okay. Uh, question one is tell me someone who's been influential in your life. Uh, a guy by the name of Ted Manning. Okay. Uh, so he was an athletic director at a school in an area I used to be a youth pastor in. Um, he's my dad's age. Him and my dad are good friends. Um, just to see his passion even now, at, like he left his job early. He didn't get his full retirement because he just wanted to go work for FCA because wow. he's passionate about students. He's passionate about athletes. He's passionate about sports. Wow. And so he's like a full-time missionary for them now in his sixties. Um, and he's just always been that way, man. Just a guy that we'd go on mission trips and he's just like, I, I didn't get life insurance. Should I have done that? You know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't bring anything, you know, should I have done that? Like just a guy that like loves to serve people, loves to serve God at, gives no thoughts to what is required, what is a sacrifice, um, and just he just loves people really well. That's awesome. You were quick on that one. Yeah. He must yeah he's one something. of my go-tos. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, something you hope to accomplish in the next year. Could be personal, could be church-wise. Oh, man. That's that's a that's a big question because there's, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go personal. Okay. Um, so, you know, I have a 15-year-old now, and my other three kids are – coming into those teenage years. And so uh, maybe getting a better grasp on what it means to parent a teenager and how to do that more effectively than I currently am. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, I'll tell you what, man, I have, I've got three kids. One's 19, 17 and uh, 14. Yeah. And the things that I would have told a parent when I was a youth pastor, oh, yeah. I look back and go, Oh, that was terrible advice. Yeah. Or maybe they... it was good advice, but I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Why did they ask me when I was that age, right? Yeah, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I was having that conversation yesterday with somebody. I was like, man, like I know what I would have told myself, and it's just not working, though. No. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> no. Oh, and then the last one is just somewhere you go to find rest. A uh, couple of places. Um, whether it's the gym or 
running or something physical. Like, I know it sounds stupid to do something physical to find rest, but mental rest, definitely I had it. I get it there. And then uh, in a tree stand, I like to hunt. I like to sit in the woods. And my wife's like, why why do you like to go sit in the woods for four hours and you don't kill anything? I'm like, because it's four hours of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's asking me a question. I can read. I can journal. I, I have weatherproof journal that i keep in my bag yeah. and just jot stuff down and or see my previous answer yeah. i have the teenagers in the house yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and now they're all at an age where they're kind of wanting to go with me and i'm like that's great but that's kind of my time <laughs> yeah right. i hear you i hear you no i think that's an important question that's why i love asking people because yeah. uh, everybody answers it differently yep. uh, and it's good to know that people are being intentional yeah. with their rest because ministry can be hard. And the eternal conflict is my wife and I find rest very different ways. Yeah. You know, and so she's like, why don't we do this? I'm like, cause that sounds awful. I'm like, why don't you come? Well, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, well we both rest in different ways. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yep. So, well, Michael, thanks for being on this yeah. episode of UB now. I've been, I've enjoyed the conversation. I've enjoyed, you know, hanging out with you today yeah. here in your studio. Thanks for driving over. And yeah. And I haven't said anything yet about your Michigan shirt and I, <laughs> didn't know if that was intentional or not, but um, I made it this far, so I'll just I'll suck it up and keep on rolling with uh, it. See, I, I didn't know your your roots, and I didn't know if you're Ohio State. I know you live in Indiana, so maybe you're Hoosier. Yeah, no, I'm a I'm an Ohio State guy. I grew up in Cincinnati, but um, I get followed the Buckeyes. And, yeah, well, so. we're we're actually trying uh, this year specifically after Easter. I'm gonna. Tr- Do you remember Master Teague running back oh, yeah. for the Bucks? Yeah. 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 Super passionate Jesus follower. Uh, I'm actually going to see if maybe he'll come out the Sunday after Easter just to maybe try to incentivize some dudes to bring their families back to church the week after Easter. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So we'll see. I'm not as big of a hater as my dad is. Gotcha. But, you know, I can at least, if we're on the same Jesus team, I'll I'll kind of root for you. Unless you're on the field, then we won't. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. Yeah, man. You too.